You're listening to the Union Church Podcast. For more information about Union, please visit unionboston.org. Today I am grateful. So today I just want to say thank you. Today I am grateful. And because I am grateful today, I just want to say thank you. Oh yes, beloved, I'm gonna say it one more time. Today, I am grateful. So today I'm going to say thank you. Surely we remember a time when our mother or our father or a caregiver of some sort uh, made us, told us, forced us, to give thanks. At a a table, uh, when uh, the table was set and uh, the plates were made, before a bit of food was allowed to touch our tongues, we had to say our grace. You know it, God is good, God is great. Let us thank God for our plate. Or uh, God is great, God is good, and we thank him for our food. By his hand we must be fed, give us, Lord our daily bread, amen. However it is, our our parents taught us it was a ritual uh, that we began to practice as children to always say our grace. Before we knew why we said our grace, we knew how to say our grace. We did it because we had to, not necessarily because we understood it, but because mama or auntie or an older cousin, a caregiver told us, but today, beloved, I say, you say your grace because we have a deeper understanding of the grace of God. Yes, Yes, beloved, today I say thank you because of the extravagant and the abundant and the overwhelming, never failing, never ceasing love of God. I am grateful today, so I say thank you today. A songwriter once described it as this, this, this grace that we are grateful for as a reckless love, a, a love that, that has no limits, a, a love that is showered upon us with abandon, uh, without limits, without boundaries, a total freedom of, of God that just showers upon us grace upon grace. Oh, beloved, I am grateful today. Uh, so today I'm going to say uh, thank you. And, and you know, in, in some ways, this is less of a sermon to you as it is my communication, my speech to God, because the more I think about it, now that I have deeper understanding, the more I consider it, the more I, I, I ponder it, I, I want to give thanks because God God didn't have to do it, but God did. God has given unto us the grace, the gift of Jesus Christ embodied, enfleshed, incarnate, love put into a form that that we might understand it, that that we might comprehend it, that we might feel it, that because there is one who loved us so much that God wanted to walk alongside of us so that we might not just practice it without understanding, but that we might have a a, a full grip, a full knowledge and understanding of the one who loved us so much. 
that he became like us, emptied himself even to the point of death so that we, who sometimes find ourselves with our backs against the walls, uh, might know that there is one who knows all about us, one who knows our pain, our trials, and our tribulations. The more I think about the grace of God, the more I realize how profound an act it is just to say thank you. When we examine the gospel lesson that was before us today, that is still before us from Luke, uh, the 17th chapter, beginning at verse 11 through 19, uh, when we read the gospel lesson we, and we examine it, we see the significance of thanksgiving and, and how profound and act it is actually to say thank you. Uh, you. You see in the story that was read uh, so well by student minister Kyle, the, there, there's the story about Jesus encountering 10 Lepers. Now you have to understand that, that leprosy was a disease, a disease of the skin. And in antiquity, in ancient times, uh, uh, it was highly contagious and there was no cure for it. So, so those who had leprosy, these 10 lepers, were, 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 were expelled. Yes. They were exiled. Uh, they, they were expunged to the very edge of society. On the very end, they were marginalized, they were outcasts, and, and, and these, these ten lepers, uh, they suffered from leprosy, which is in fact a disease of touchlessness. Because they had a skin disease that was highly contagious for which there was no cure in antiquity, they were, they were placed away, separated from people they could not experience the type of warm embrace that we experience when we pass the peace here at Union. The, the, these 10 lepers, they, they suffered from the disease of touchlessness. They did not know how it was to feel. Love embodied, enfleshed. Incarnate, you know, it, it, it's it, you. You can talk about a, a, a God who is love in a very abstract way, but 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 the love of God comes to us uh, when we experience it in in, in in brotherly and sisterly love, yes. and in the love of a, a parent to a child, and 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 we are embraced when we are hugged, when we, when we are reminded when we our back is against the wall, when our heart is broken, when tears are streaming down our face, when we are reminded, and, and, and somebody just comes in and and and. And, and puts their arms around us and says, I love you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because God loves you and yes. you are not forgotten. These 10 lepers, they suffered from a disease of touchlessness and they did not know what it meant to feel an embodied love. Embodied love, and as Jesus was traveling from here to there, the scripture says he was in this region in between Galilee and Samaria, and he came upon these ten lepers, and from a distance, it says, because they could not get close. They could not get close. They hollered from a distance, Lord Jesus, have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. We have been going through an affliction for the better portion of our lives such that we have experienced separation from the very ones who are supposed to love us. 
We're separated and isolated from our communities. So the lepers, those who suffered from this disease of not knowing what it meant to, be, to feel love, they, they suffer from the disease of, of leprosy, which was a disease, a dis-ease of touchlessness. They hollered out, Lord, have mercy. Yeah upon us and the scripture lesson says that when they cried out for mercy the one who was in the beginning and who was with them in that moment and the one who is with us now and who will be with us even until the ends of the ages the one who is love made flesh incarnate said your faith has made you well and those ten who experienced leprosy were healed in that moment. And the, the, the scriptures go on to say, the gospel lesson in, in, in Luke chapter 17, beginning at verse 11, it says that, that of those 10, nine went about their business. How easy it is to forget. They've been separated for, for years upon years, but in that moment, they, they, they were healed, and then they, 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 they had forgotten the circumstances and the afflictions, and they went on. But the scripture says there was one. Yes. Just one. Yes. There was one of the ten who, because he or because she experienced a transformation, a turning around of their circumstances, that's what conversion means, to turn. They experienced a, a transformation, a turning. There was one who, having experienced the turning in their life, turned back. Turned back. Just to say thank you. Because the extravagant and overwhelming and abundant, everlasting, reckless love of God was so powerful and present in her life that she could not keep it to herself. So she turned back to say, thank you. When we examine the, the lesson today, it, it's a peculiar thing that, that happens, right? That, that only one of the 10 uh, turns back to just offer those simple words, two simple words, yes, yes. thank you. But the more I, I, I consider it, the more I ponder it, the more I spend time in the, in the scriptures, it, it's a really important lesson that we learn from this gospel lesson today. Just because something is simple uh, doesn't mean it's easy. Just because something is simple doesn't mean it's easy. Be because the, the leper who turns back has to admit something with a sense of humility, they, they had to, to, to realize uh, that there was something done for them that they could not do themselves. Right? We live in a world where it is all too easy to just rest on our laurels in a sense of entitlement, that, that, that this act of saying thank you actually is a courageous act to claim one's humility in the face of a circumstance that you can't change by yourself. This act of expressing gratitude, in fact, is an act of nonconformity when you choose not to take grace for granted. That this one, one out of ten, goes against the grain when there was a sense of entitlement that like, I just deserve what I have. Right, I, I've earned it, I, I've worked for it, that, so I don't even have to say thank you, that's what the nine thought. 
right? The, the, we live in a world where the sense of entitlement uh, is, just, is just pervasive, right? S such that, that, that the gratitude to turn back and say thank you for us becomes an act of non-conformity. We take heart, we claim our courage to be humble enough to say there is one who has done something for us. And it's changed my life. It's a courageous thing to go against the, gra the yes. grain, to resist the group think. Yes. Yes. Right? That takes for granted that what we have. Uh, it's a courageous thing to resist a crowd mentality that, 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 that is grounded in a sense of privilege, mm -hmm. but rather uh, to speak and say thank you and ground our reality in a sense of grace. Yes, beloved, grace, gratitude, thanksgiving is such a bold act that we might claim who we are and whose image we are shaped and to utter it, that which we hold in our hearts with our lips to say thank you. I believe today that, that gratitude is an act. It is, in fact, an art of paying attention to what's happening in the world around us. That, that all around us, God is blessing us. But the question is, do we pay attention? Do we pay attention and notice what's going on in our lives? That, that, that we, we, you know, if we, if we attune ourselves and open our eyes and our spirits, we might catch glimpses of grace all around us, yes. right? The, the sound of a newborn baby, yes. the, the tenderness of a parent embracing a child. We might, we might, if we open our eyes and see the ways in which God is working, we might uh, just start saying thank you. When we see activity of yes. young people uh, resisting uh, climate devastation, yes. when, when people rise up and, and protest yes. against ethnic cleansing, of the, the Kurds in northern Syria, we might, we just might notice how God is at work. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. That God is at work. Yes. Because practicing gratitude, in fact, is to participate in the grace of God yes. and to take part in the movement of what God is doing in our lives. What if we opened our eyes every time we woke up in the morning and just said thank you? Yes. Right before we checked our phones and uh, before we, we got, you know, in a mental list. If, before we got out of bed, we, we just said thank you. To take note of the, the simple and mundane and even the profane, simple things around us that, that we've all been conditioned to take for granted. There is this one in the scripture, this one, when the not, sometimes you got to be an outlier. Right, the, the nine were conditioned that they, could, they, they, they just took for granted the very thing that had changed their life. How easy it is for us to take granted uh, the roof over our head and, and the clothes on our back and the food on our table. But what if we just said thank you and we observe the ways in which God is working and we articulated with our tongue and offered God the very fruit of our lips to say thank you. Beloved, if you remember nothing else about this sermon, about what it means to be Methodist, as, as people called Methodists, the uniqueness of our identity is that we are a people that are formed and shaped by the grace of God. Yes. 
We are created, in, uh, we, we emerged in the, in the, the late 1700s during a time where, it, like today, it was really easy, right? To just uh, to assume that what I had is, is, is something that I've earned. Right, there, there were many other theologies going around where, where, where there was a belief that, that right, there were a certain elect, uh-huh. that there were certain people who were predestined, pre-chosen right. to, to, to experience salvation. But there's something about the uniqueness of our story that, that's rooted in this fact that each one of us uh-huh. created in the very image of God is the recipient of that extravagant love of God. Yeah. That, 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 that all of us, each person, every person walking the earth has the possibility to experience that love. Yeah. That it's not for a select person, that this is not a holy club, all but right. rather God's love is poured out upon all people. God's love, God's grace poured out on all people so that all might experience this love that catches us, that embraces us when our hearts are broken, and it compels us to live differently. Yes, God's grace, prevenient, justifying, sanctifying grace, it compels a change in our hearts and our hands. It softens us to make us tender in a world full of fighting and arguing and bickering and anger and division, this side against that side. There's something about the grace of God that might soften our hearts. And at the same time, it toughens our hands to do the work of grace. It both softens us and toughens us. It it strengthens us so that we might be engaged in the world in the pursuit of justice and equity and equality for all God's people. Think about it this way. How often have we heard it? But for the grace of God, there go I. I always wrestle with that. And there's something as I've been pondering the the grace of God, the love of God, that that, that tells us that that even though it acknowledges that God is doing something, that that's not the fullest form of gratitude. But instead of saying, uh, but for the grace of God, there go I, perhaps we ought to be saying, because of the grace of God, I go with my neighbor. I struggle with my brother and my sister because... The amazing grace I have is theirs too. And the things I have, they're as entitled to Uh, as well. Not but for the grace which separates us, but because of the grace of God, we are compelled to roll up our sleeves and to never give up the fight because God's grace compels our graciousness. So, beloved, today at Union, we launch a a season of gratitude and grace, a time, a period in our worship lives when we take notice, when we pay attention. Next Sunday, we'll we'll celebrate All Saints Sunday, and, and Pastor Nikki will preach as we give thanks for those ancestors who have gone on before but still walk alongside of us. 
And the following Sunday, we'll celebrate Laity Sunday, where our late folk, when we, we give thanks to God because the word comes forth in many ways, and it's not reserved to clergy and ordained person, but each of us are called to be the priesthood of all believers. And we'll give thanks as we make our way towards Thanksgiving Day. But what we need to realize is that today is a day of Thanksgiving. And I know it might seem that we're a bit ahead of the season, but but I wonder what if every day was Thanksgiving Day? And what if Thanksgiving became a lifestyle and not simply a season? Because we live in a world that compartmentalizes and and puts this over here and that over here. So, you know, we get it out the way just giving thanks one day out of the year. But when I declare that God is good all the time and all the time that God is good, it is a way of living and practicing gratitude every day. So to live with a grateful heart changes my outlook on life so that even when things might be tough, we still might say thank you. Might be a way of even thanking God even in advance. Because we know that no matter what we're going through in this moment, that that better days are coming. So I thank God for what God has done. And I thank God for what God is doing. And I'm gonna thank God even in advance because I know that the best is still yet to come. So always say your grace. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about Union Church, please visit unionboston.org.